Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. I am Fro. I am from Nor of the Way. Uh, with me, I have uh, Luke from the United States of America. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Mm hmm. How is the United States of America? Uh, it's hot here. Uh, everywhere, really. But it's summer, I guess. But it's like a heat wave or whatever they're saying across, like, basically the entire U.S. How is it there? Mm hmm. It's hot. <laughs> I saw, like, it, where was it I was seeing? Somewhere. Oh, it was England. There was, like, a. I want to say even just lo even in London, there was like airport runways were like melting, like mm -hmm. to the tires of the planes. They had to shut down the airports. It was so hot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, planes in Norway. Not not planes. Sorry, trains in Norway uh, have to run on very l low speed uh, because it's so hot that the metal is bowing. Bowing, okay, not bowing. It's like not like bowing, bowing down, like it was a you were a king or something, right? Right. It's it's like going back and forth. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid. I mean, this is much before all the insane climate change that is clearly going on. But uh, there were some people here in Oregon. They were like, "We need to figure out a way to recycle tires better." And so they mm -hmm. developed, like, a technology to create, like, a roadway surface out of tires. What they didn't mm -hmm. think about is when it gets really hot, uh, the road just started... Roads started to, like, literally just combust into flames. Just so you'd be driving down the road and all of a sudden the road would just light on, like, combust out of nowhere. Just all of a sudden be on fire because it was so hot and it was made out of tires, right? Yeah. I wonder if, like... Yeah, I wonder if that's similar in other places. Like, and they, it doesn't matter usually because it never gets that hot. But now that it does, like, yeah. So some twenty plus years ago, the Norwegian road service in Norway uh, had a, a line from I think it was from Oslo till a place in Norway called Lernskog. It's approximately like maybe. Let's say two hours of drive back and forth, maybe. Sure. Um, um, where they had put uh, isopor, uh, like uh, the thing that you use to like uh, tie things for for warm and things like that, the white stuff. Right. Uh, on, yeah. Foam or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, like tariff and some foam, foam. But the problem, the problem was that uh, uh, right away when it was a very, very, very uh, wet summer, uh, uh, sorry, winter, uh, uh, the tariff foam uh, underneath the uh, the asphalt went up and <laughs> the road started to float. Float. Oh yeah, because it yeah yes. styrofoam floats. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <laughs> styrofoam. Yes. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm seeing an article right here. Uh, 
Greta Thornburg and Al Gore uh, had got together and are talking about climate change in Europe right now. So the two climate change people, I mean, Al Gore made a whole movie on it, like, way before anybody was really talking about it. I saw yeah, that movie also, in the theaters when it came out. It was mm. really not a great date movie in college, I'll tell no, you. No, it's, it's not. <laughs> um, but I, I think he's also very occupied with finding a man bear peg. So, well, yeah, that would help that. stop the water crisis, at least. The man mm. bear pig um, issue. Yeah. Yeah. That is very dangerous. References. Yeah. Uh, l let's go into the news. I'm too hot to joke around today. I, I really wanted to have a, an episode where we had the fans on, but I was downvoted by 50%. Well, I could just do, do it with my voice so everybody gets the effect of... <laughs> the whole time we're doing the podcast. <laughs> I, I, I would listen to a podcast like that. <laughs> it's just static with like some voices in the background. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, 17 Democratic lawmakers arrested during an abortion right protest. Uh, I saw people posting pictures of a... See, sorry, uh, with her back uh, behind her, uh, nor her hands behind her back, uh, saying that she was uh, 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 pretending to have handcuffs on, and everybody on the on, on the right side was making joke or uh, or making jokes because she was polite to the police. Okay, <laughs> what, are you, what are you supposed mm -hmm. to do? Slap them? You can get like another charge? No, the, <laughs> like uh, we're like, oh, she's pretending that the police is is uh, is uh, having her in handcuffs. She's pretending that this is happening. She's pretending that they are having her in handcuffs. See, see, if we photo, if we go down on this photograph, you can see that she doesn't have handcuffs. And then she's got like zip tie zip ties on. They're using zip ties, <laughs> no. right? Yeah. I mean, I saw the picture. It looked like. I mean, I didn't look at it closely, but the v video I saw. I mean, she had her hands behind her back, so you couldn't really see. I guess unless you were really straining to pay attention. I don't. Why would she pretend to do that though? What like what is the benefit oh, to her? Then she can say downward police. She's like every other Democrat. That yeah, but what does that chief on the police? What does that have to do with her having her hands behind her back? If if they would yeah. have defunded the police, then uh, they would have uh, not had handcuffs to handcuff. I don't understand the. <laughs> see what I mean? I don't understand the correlation that they're trying to make here. Uh, the but, correlation is is that she's pretending to be like uh, in handcuffs, so people will feel sorry for her. Right. Okay. And the police were just like, "Yeah, that seems normal. She's just walking like that." Like, why would the police? You know what I'm saying? Wouldn't the police? Maybe be like, they even asked her. What are you doing? Like, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, guessing. Is me. Well, let's find. Asked her. Let's find the picture because I want, now I want to see this. Uh, AOC handcuffed. Yeah, no, they they are very like derp derp. She wasn't handcuffed. 
We are right-wing politics. This is uh, my parody of how people on uh, the right-wing media talk. Um, I mean, I'm looking at it, uh, the picture. Mm. It doesn't actually look like she has handcuffs on. No, that's she probably didn't. Uh, but it doesn't matter. Like, maybe the police asked her to have her hands behind her back. Sure, right. Or maybe that's just how she's walking, I guess. Right. Uh, but the, the right-wing media is like, she's pretending, she's pretending to have handcuffs on. Wait a second, here's a picture of her not with a police officer. Here, let me send you this picture. Uh, with her with her hands behind her back. The same exact way, except there's not a police officer literally anywhere near her. I'm going to put in the pod links. Right. Oh, wait, maybe there, oh, there is maybe a police officer there. He's behind yes. this lady. Yes, behind the lady. Yeah. I thought, the, I thought that was the lady's arm, and I was like, man, she's a, what is she, <laughs> she's not a cop, why is she manhandling her? <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, no, that was the whole thing. People were very upset that she pretended to have her hands in handcuffs to get. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, I guess it's possible. Like, like you said, maybe they told, maybe they instructed her to do that. And okay, here's a picture of her with her hand up in like a, you know, a fist, kind of black power fist. Uh, mm -hmm. did you see that? picture nope okay let me send you that this is she's this is obviously after uh, oh oops that's I sent, the same picture cool. sorry i copied it but it didn't copy um mm -hmm. forbidden 403 how annoying right yeah anyway it doesn't matter they are making a lot of of uh, hoopla about her pretending to have cuffs on. Right, I guess so. I, well, this picture that you can't see for some reason, uh, she's got her... She's definitely not sh pretending that she has her hands in handcuffs because her, she has her hand up in the air in, like, a black power fist. So th there's no way she was pretending at this point, I guess. Um... Here, this, this should work better. Boom. Let me read the article while you look at that. A number of Democratic re representatives, including AOC, were arrested outside the Supreme Court on Tuesday after protesting uh, the decision of overturning Roe v. Wade. The video shows police leading AOC from the sea as well as Representative Ilhan Omar being processed by the police nearby the scene. Right. So he, did you see that picture? Did that work? Hopefully it worked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. there she not clearly in that picture she's not pretending to have handcuffs on, right? I don't think she's pretending to have handcuffs on. That's the whole thing. I don't think she's pretending to have handcuffs on. Maybe she was just asked to go like it. Right. I, yeah. I, I'm just saying, like this picture right here disproves the whole idea that she was pretending, though, because if she was was pretending, she wouldn't have put her hand up like that, right? So. Right. Theory, you know, it theory very, debunked. Very, it was very important for for some 
some right wing uh, people on on YouTube to point out how funny they thought it was. Yeah, it's weird how uh, if you're on one side of politics in America, as far as left and right, uh, if you you see a people protesting something you don't like, then you're like happy mm-hmm. when they get arrested or whatever. You're happy that the protest gets broken up, but if it's on the other side, I mean, left or right, it seems like people um, they only they only like your ability to protest if it's their protest. Otherwise, they're mm. mad about the protest. It's like protest is a it's a right of all Americans to be able to voice mm. your opinion. So whether you like their opinion or not, I guess that that doesn't really matter when it when it comes to protest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I I agree, but I I, I think it's so I think it's uh, very very silly and very little detail that doesn't really matter in this case. Uh yeah, I mean it's just a it's definitely a statement though about Roe versus Wade, I guess. Um Oh, no, I didn't mean the protest. I mean oh. like uh fighting over if she had uh, her hands behind her back to have uh to get uh, people to believe that she was in handcuffs or not. It seems like yes. a di- just a distraction by yeah. right-wing people to avoid talking about uh, Roe vs. Wade, which uh, they were super happy when it happened, but now you see a mm. lot of right-wing politicians trying to stay away from that because they realize it's... Like, a very small por- portion of the population is that popular with, as far as, like, uh, their base. So they need to, like, distance themselves from that decision, even though they probably are for it. They know that it, most of their voters probably aren't for it. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. So to distract, they're like, oh, look, she's not wearing handcuffs. Distract, distract, mm. distract, even though what the whole point of this is that uh, this horrible decision that was made, right? Absolutely. Uh, let's talk a little about the January 6th. Uh, Secret Service January 6th texts were erased despite Congress, uh, Congress uh, request to not do that. Right, the Secret Service text messages from around the time of the attack on the Capitol were deleted despite requests from Congress and federal investigators that they be preserved. The agency confirmed Tuesday in a response to a subpoena from the House committee, uh, Democratic member Stephanie Murphy of the January 6th panel said the Secret Service acknowledged the erasure of the Erasure in a letter Tuesday detailing how agency phones were migrated to a new system in the weeks after the 2021 attack. Murphy said the agency left it up to individual agents to decide what electronic records to keep and what to delete during that process. Uh, The deletion of the messages has raised the prospect of lost evidence that could shed further light on Donald Trump's actions during the insurrection. So... Mm -hmm. Uh, there's lots of conspiracies going on ar- around this. What do you think about this whole thing? Uh, I kind of want to see what comes out of this. I mean, I, I, I find it very weird that I did this despite uh, getting very clear uh, told not to do it. 
Uh, well, what they're saying is they got lost because they switched over in the weeks after to a different. Yeah. It says a new system. M- m- oh, migrated over to a new system of phones. Whatever that means. You know what I'm saying? What does that mean? They went from. AT&T to Verizon? I don't know what that really means. <laughs> My guess is the Secret Service yeah. doesn't use like a normal uh normal like normal serv- uh, cell phone service like the rest of us do, but I don't know, maybe they do. But even if it, you if they were on let's say they were on AT&T service. Mm-hmm. If they deleted the text messages off their phones, don't you think AT&T would have a backup record of all those messages? Or whatever service they're on, I would think so. I I would think so as well. Yeah. I'm guessing... I mean, I have backup of that. So why why shouldn't the Secret Service have backup up, up, up on that? And you know, why? the NSA has it. <laughs> if if at right. all, if if everything else was, uh, you know, the NSA is tapping everybody's phones, including these guys, probably. So somebody's got it. So for them to say it doesn't mm. exist, I don't think that's true. But I guess the big kind of conspiracy, why would they delete it? Like, what would, if they had a nefarious purpose, what would be the purpose of, like, what would they be hiding? They must be hiding something that was written down in these texts. Were they working with Trump? Were they working, were they part of, like, orchestrating the whole thing? Or were there certain Secret Service people that were involved in the January 6th insurrection, and that's why they're hiding it? Or were they helping Trump in some way? Or like, what would be the purpose of hiding? Like, what are they hiding? You know what I'm saying? There's got that's the most interesting part to me. I have yeah, and I have absolutely no clue. I mean, all the left wing is speculation is that uh, these people were pro-Trump, these Secret Service people, and they they were probably talking back and forth about how they were helping tr- helping with this whole thing this insurrection and that there are text messages that prove that they were helping Trump or something. Mm. Uh, I think there's another possibility. Law enforcement loved when Trump came to power. So I, 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 I am going to bet they want the Republican candidate to succeed. I think it would so. be even more nefarious if we found out they were texting back and forth with something like the Proud Boys. If there was a Secret Service right. agent member that was talking to the Oath Keepers and like there were texts right. of that, that would even be more damning than if they were talking about Trump or anything like that to me. Um, and it also and brings a, back the whole thing... Yeah. It also brings back the whole thing about how there were like literally no cops protecting the Capitol that day. There was like you know what I mean? As far as, like, protection of federal buildings when it seems super important, they didn't seem to do a whole lot of protecting. Uh, mm. The Secret Service probably should have been part of protecting that, and now they're hiding text messages about what happened that day. It makes me go, something's up here. Or maybe they, they, they just were flirting with them. And that's why they deleted it. Flirting like, with... Like, hey, hey, what's up, boo? I miss you. <laughs> right? It's not even anything. It's just like one of the Secret Service agents was like in a, having an affair. And they're just hiding hiding it. That's totally possible too though, right? Like that's... For all the speculation, it could literally just be like a, one of the Secret Service agents has a 
as a, a side chick. You know? lover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 376 law enforcement officers responded to the shooting at Uvalde Elementary School. That is a lot of law enforcement officers that didn't do a shit. <laughs> they didn't do any, That's like an entire battalion, practically. Right. Uh, nearly 400. 376 people just watching kids getting down by... Or at least listening by, to the gunshots by. go off. Maybe not. Yeah. yeah. Um, just standing around. And we saw the video. Was that this week that came out? about the? Yeah. It was after we did the show last week. The video that came out mm -hmm. of them in the hallway... And the guy's on his cell phone, just, like, checking his text messages and stuff. Like, just standing outside the classroom, just waiting and doing nothing. Yeah. Well, at least yep. nearly 400 law enforcement officers did that same thing uh, <laughs> at the Uvalde Elementary School. In an egregiously poor decision-making, uh, is what they're calling it, which resulted in more than an hour of chaos before the gunman uh, was confronted uh, after taking 21 lives. In a nearly 80-page report, which was was the first to criticize both state and federal law enforcement for not just local uh, and not just local authorities of the of the small town. Uh, altogether, the report and more than three hours of newly released footage from that day uh, is the fullest account to date of one of the worst school shootings in U.S. history. So, mm -hmm. yeah, this you know, there's the whole concept of like. We need more. We need more good guys with guns. We need. We need to give the police more funding, and that's gonna fix school shootings and stuff. It's like, I mean, it doesn't really matter if they don't do anything, right? I, they could have like a bazooka and 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 uh, and uh, like a armored car. Right. We double their like funding, that. and then there's eight hundred cops there doing nothing. I don't right. think that's yeah. Then now you just have more people doing nothing. Like, zero times zero is still zero, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you're Terrence Howard, but, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, what a man, what a man, what a mighty, mighty man. But, yeah, no, it's, it's sad. It's sad. It's sad to see, uh, a report like this because it just proves once and for all how fucking wrong the system is in America. It's just so fucking strange. I think it, it it shows that the cops are trained in a way to like save their lives over civilian lives. You know, it their their right. per their their motivation was to make sure all the cops got home and they weren't worried about a bunch of dead kids. Uh, not going home. They were worried about their own safety, and it's like, that's the opposite of what you're being paid to do. <laughs> that's literally your mm. job, and you're doing the opposite of what you're supposed to do, but uh, I think, I, what I heard is there was a Supreme Court ruling that happened recently that says that cops don't actually have to protect and serve. It's not actually part of their job. So Right, yeah, no. <laughs> that would be, be too much to ask. Come on. Hey, a new COVID uh, variant, uh, that is what we need. Uh, will it uh, force new mask mandates, maybe? I wouldn't say it's new. It's kind of been around for a while, but nobody's talking about it, right? Or at least not in America. What about in Norway? No, no one. New COVID-19 variant called BA.5. Excuse me, Bert. BA.5. 
Ba 5 has been rapidly spreading across the country and is now estimated to make up more than 60% of new cases, according to the CDC. It's highly transmissible compared to previous variants and resistant to prior vaccines and immunities. These factors make people think differently about wearing masks, which experts say still are still effective way to uh, curb the spread of the virus. Um, so, yeah, the question is... are is it a good idea to bring back masks or not like mandate wise or are people even going to follow it at this point? Are you people even going to listen if, if they did like a mask mandate, you know, I don't know. I would listen to it. I've been still wearing a mask, especially since I've, well, I think it was like three weeks ago. I even told you all these people around me started getting sick with COVID and they were right. all vaxxed and they were all wearing masks out, out and about when, and, uh, I knew like four, five, four or five people. I guess, um, mo actually more because each one of those people got it from somebody else that they knew. So you know, ten people, I guess, and all of them were vats and everything. And most likely, they all got this. Um, Would you like it says is resistant to prior vaccinations? So I'm sure that uh, uh, they told you in the hospital that it was COVID that pushed your mom in the shower as well. <laughs> right yeah no it wasn't in the mm -hmm. shower but yeah it was just in the bathroom but yeah it was it was a giant covid spike ball thing mm -hmm. an animated mm -hmm. spike ball and, and it got right mm -hmm. underneath her foot and tripped her yeah mm -hmm. uh, that's what i think it was like a bad scene from the from a, a soap opera or something roadrunner roadrunner cartoon yeah mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's just our new normal, you know, it's just our new, mm -hmm. at the beginning, we definitely, there was the idea of, like, getting rid of it, but especially now, well, especially since every half of America doesn't want to get vaccinated, I don't think we're at a point, I think we're just going to be living with some kind of COVID for the rest of our lives being around, so. <sighs> sad but true, sad but true. Uh... So, uh, Biden visited Saudi Arabia, and there were some people that weren't very happy about that. I don't think uh, uh, Saudi Arabia should get any promotion or help for anybody, uh, if it is like the United States or WWE or whatever. It's a terrible, terrible country with awful, awful laws. Right, um, and... Senator Bernie Sanders agreed with you on Sunday criticizing Joe Biden's visit to Saudi Arabia, saying it rewarded the dictatorship and this should never have taken place given its leader's involvement in the murdering of a U.S. journalist. Biden's greeted, Biden greeted the crown prince uh, who U.S. intelligence agencies believe ordered the killing of journalist Jamal Khashoggi with a fist bump shortly after his arrival to the next visit. People are saying, like, <laughs> the fist bump is even worse than, like, a handshake. Because yeah. a handshake is, like, yeah. professional. This, like, shows, a, like, an intimacy. Like a, yeah, yeah, friendship, exactly. Instead of being, like, a very... Being a serious, like, professional situation, it's, like... Mm -hmm. it, uh, yeah, it it gives, gives him more legitimacy as, like, a leader, I guess, like you were saying. Yeah, no, Saudi Arabia is on my top place uh, of uh, places I really don't want to visit. Up there with Russia. Uh, yeah, and Norway. then... 
on the opposite <laughs> side, uh, yesterday Putin Putin went to Tehran to meet Putin. with the supreme leader of Iran. Um, so we've of got Biden going to both. Well, first he went to to Israel and then went to Saudi Arabia to talk about right. He said oil, but mostly that kind of went by the wayside. Like we we knew in the past. Remember when he was talking to Macron on that hot mic, and Macron was like, "Saudi Arabia can't help you with oil. That's not a thing that can happen." Right. Uh, so there was definitely secondary reasons to go there, um, and it seems like putting together a coalition against Russia, including Israel and Saudi Arabia, is part of it. Uh, as well as against Iran, because Saudi Arabia and Iran obviously are are very uh, against each other. So, uh, yeah, I think there's more going on why. here than just talks about oil. I definitely believe so as well. If they say they only talked about oil, I call bull shite. Oh, they did. They did. Actually, they. One thing that happened is Biden said he talked to him about Jamal Khashoggi killing and said that he wasn't happy with the country over that. Uh, but pe other people who were there said that that didn't happen. Uh, and I think... Uh, so Biden is saying one thing, and then people who were there uh, in the situation said that he didn't ask about Khashoggi. So we don't really know 100%, but I like you said, I don't think he should have ever gone. I agree with Bernie Sanders and you in that this was... This was a trip um, that was totally unnecessary. Number one, because, like we know, he can't, it can't actually help with the oil situation. And number two, it just gives him more legitimacy uh, than he needs the crown prince. I mean, right? Yeah, I agree. Uh, last uh, week we talked about the Georgia Guidestones being destroyed. Uh, you told me that uh, underneath there they had a buried a time capsule, but uh, when they now like uh, had to fix it and look down there, there was no time capsule found. Right, like we said, this was considered America's Stonehenge because nobody know who built it or why, but there was like mm -hmm. a, a a pillar that was next to the actual guidestones that said time capsule uh, placed here with a date and everything. And it said it was six feet underground. Uh, but years after the rumors of a time, time capsule at the site of the Georgia guidestones and a plaque that a plaque at the site claiming there was one, no time capsule has even been found. Uh, they said Friday crews dug about six feet underground until they hit compact red clay and found no time capsule. Uh, they said there was that, it didn't even seem like the dirt had ever been disturbed because of how packed down right. the clay was. Uh, <laughs> the marker mentioned the time capsule had been placed at the site in 1982, which is two years after the guidestones were placed at the site. Uh, there was a post on Facebook uh, claiming that it had been found, but but it clearly hasn't been. Um, yeah, there's obviously already people saying, oh, well, they just... They just hit it. And they they're just hiding it from us. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I don't believe that. In that box under that thing was like uh, the key to um, infinite power. Infinite power. 
just <laughs> it has all the, the keys cure, to cold the cure, the, cold fusion the is in to, there yeah the cure to racism yeah and they're hiding it mm. from us yeah I guess another option is maybe somebody came along years ago and just dug it up before, you know. It should I mean? also be yeah, yeah, like grave rob, grave robber style. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you like Skittles? Uh, I I actually haven't had Skittles in a while, but I usually I used to like Skittles a lot. I love Skittles. You can't really uh, get them especially. there, right? No, I have asked you many many times. To set up an uh, to send me Skittles, I have asked you many. It just wouldn't be worth it. The shipping is insane nope. to ship. Yep. some Skittles. Um, but lawsuits are claiming that Skittles are unfit for human consumption. So maybe I saved you by not sending you yeah. Skittles. Yeah, I'm beginning to thinking that you saved me from killing myself with Skittles. Due to the presence of chemical toxin, the company said it said it would stop using. Skittles is facing legal action over a toxic chemical found in its coloring in a lawsuit filed Thursday in the Northern District of California. It claims that Skittles maker Mars Inc. is deceiving customers and putting putting their them at health risk over its continued use of titanium ox oh titanium dioxide for its candies mm. trademark colors. The suit also takes issue with the package design, which it says hinders the efforts of reasonable cu- customers to inform themselves. I'm not sure what... In- inform themselves about what? Uh, I guess that what's in what's in the actual product. So maybe it doesn't say oh. that titanium dioxide is in it. Wow. Uh, uh. Mars spokesman told Insider the company does not comment on pending litigation. So... Uh, Titanium dioxide is commonly used in industrial applications such as paint, plastic, inks, adhesives, and roofing material, and is also a popular wow. component in sunscreen. Okay. Well, when they say tease the rainbow, they mean with paint. Uh, well, yeah, I guess that's why they're so colorful. That's what it says. It's used to like get the color the way they want it. Yeah. And if it's used for paint, I guess that makes sense. Hmm. Uh, John Bolton, uh, one of my least favorite guys in the universe, uh, read his book, terrible book, uh, admits to planning foreign coops. Right. Uh, it seems like he made might have accidentally said this, and or it. This seems like one of those things that you know they t- people like this talk about in in behind the behind closed doors but this is something that they don't really ever say out loud but it just kind of came out so let's listen to this it's not the whole clip but it's a quick 30 40 second clip so give me a countdown okay in three two one go i don't know that i agree with you to be to be uh fair with all due respect uh one doesn't have to be brilliant to attempt a coup uh i disagree with that as somebody who has helped plan coup d'etat yeah not here but i don't think you're supposed places, to tell people uh, that it takes a lot of work and i, I do want to ask a follow-up um when we were talking about what is capable or what you need to do to be able to plan a coup and you you cited your expertise having planned coups i'm not going to get into the specifics but uh successful coups well i wrote about venezuela in uh, in the book and uh it it turned out not to be successful not that we had all that much to do with it so mm-hmm. he just admitted on mm-hmm. cnn to planning a coup in venezuela wow. guess which coup that could possibly be could it have been I why 
when they tried to get in Juan Guaido as president, maybe mm. that was the coup. Maybe it was those guys from Florida that went down and were arrested by Venezuelan authorities, remember? Who went in and tried to, like, actually overtake the government. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he just admitted yeah. to a war crime, Fro. I think he just admitted to a war crime on TV and nobody seems to care. <laughs> right. So there's a reason why we don't have Trump Tells the Truth this week. It is because uh, we have taken him away because he, of course, was inside uh, the Muppet that didn't want to hug uh, people at uh, Smith's. Oh, was that Tron? I didn't know that Tron. Yes, yeah. Was in yeah. in that Muppet costume um, mm-hmm. at a parade. Was it a parade? It looked like a parade to me. That's what it looked like. Yeah, yeah. And because he didn't want to hug some people, we can't have him on this week. But uh, or or maybe he's in on vacation in Finland. That could also be. TV. Let's watch some. TV this week, uh, and watch some TV. Uh, what what we do in the shadows, I guess? That's probably a good place to start, don't you think? Okay. Uh, season four, uh, at least the first, what, three episodes are out? Okay. Uh, yeah, very good. It's, you know, stands up to the, uh, the original seasons, I guess. It doesn't seem like this has changed a whole lot over time, uh, but they've added mm. certain characters... And then in this beginning of this season, how do I say this without... Have you seen it? Uh, that's what I should... Nope. Okay, without spoiling anything, they kill off a character, but add the character back slightly. Uh, I mean, overall, I really like certain aspects of the, where they're going with the comedy of the show. Um, mm-hmm. But it still feels, you know, like the same show. It doesn't feel like they've changed... a. a Enough that you feel like, oh my gosh, they've really revamped or, or anything like that. So I'll give it a seven. Still fun. I feel, I feel Barry has kind of went that way. Other than I think this season of Barry is their best season, season three. Yeah, that I came really, out like really. a while ago. Did you watch it this week or something? Uh, no, no. Or just just uh, when it comes to like that type of oh right of comedy that came out at the same time. Uh Almost. oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, they stay on the same quality level, but they never like really. Um. There's never like a high point or anything, but I, I, right. But the uh, I yeah I get that. Uh, Deep DB Cooper, where are you on Netflix? Okay. Did you see this? No, I was super interested in DB Cooper when I was a kid, though. Ah. Because it happened like, like right near it. The, the actual thing happened near where, I, like, in, in Washington, which is right above me. So I always thought that was cool. Yeah, he uh, he jumped out of an airplane with a. Uh, <laughs> With a bag of stolen cash, and after that, people has never heard about him or from him. Uh, and this is about trying to find out who he was. Like, yeah, because the, the name is even fake, right? That's what... Right. Yeah, yeah, obviously. 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 But, uh, yeah, no, I would give it a six... Cool. Uh, let's see, another thing returning, Solar Opposites, uh, Season 3. Yeah, Season 3. 
Um, yeah. Still good. I think this isn't the same. This show also is like, stays on the same level, stays pretty much the same, but it has like a good twist at the beginning of this for of this season. Um, yes. going going out I of love the twist. Kind of a cliffhanger <laughs> out of last season. Excuse me, burp. Mm-hmm. But the uh, the comedy and like the the way it's all put together, the the storyline mm-hmm. style, the script style. Uh, it's all pretty much the same. So I don't know. I, this this season, at least so far, that what I've seen, I'll give it a seven point five. What do you think? Uh, I'm up there with an eight. Actually, I really, really dig this. I actually I like last season better. Yeah. I think that's the one thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, at I least think, for me, but, um, I agree that the last season was better. Okay, but the buy story about the wall is so interesting. It's almost a whole other TV show. Yeah. The, everything you whenever you go in there, it's like you feel like you're in a whole different TV show, and then you go and back that's to what, the other. What show. I like about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like they could literally do a spin-off show of called The Wall, and it would just be about mm. that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and the politics and things like going on there is so interesting. It's so it's so weird. Yeah. Uh, I saw Kung Fu Panda. To Dragon Knight on Netflix. Yep, I saw two episodes of this. I will not be watching more, but I saw two episodes. <laughs> I I also will not watch more than two episodes. This was bad. <laughs> I mean, it was Kung Fu Panda. I like Black Jack, or Jack Black, Black Jack. Jack Black I like Jack. Jack Black and everything, and he's funny in it, and it's, you know, for kids and everything. I it, mm. it, we, I did not... Did you know this was coming out? How did we talk about Kung Fu Panda for, like, ten minutes last week on the show? I, know, I didn't even know that this was coming out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, me neither. It's, it, it was so just weird. in the ether that we were, we mm-hmm. were gaining knowledge from the ether about Kung Fu Panda. Yeah, no, I, I you know, it's not great. It's not for us. Uh, I was never a huge fan of the original Kung Fu Panda movie. What about you? I loved the two firsts. Oh, okay. I... I I yeah. thought it was fine. I never thought it was amazing. This I'd probably give a 4.5. I would give it a 4. Okay. Um Farzar Far Farzar? Farzar. Farzar. Yeah, I I don't know even how to what to say it and it's I also saw it. It's by the people who did Brickleberry and Paradise PD. Um, mm-hmm. It's even got some of the same characters, like those two hillbilly guys that are in Brickleberry and Paradise PD play alien creatures in this, but they're the same. You know what right. I mean? Um, they they kind of like take the same characters and put them in different s- scenarios. It's kind of interesting in that way. But this is about what a guy who portrays himself as like this superhero king. Uh, when in actuality it's all like a farce, and his son knows that, uh, but also wants to be, what, just like just like his dad, even though he knows his dad is a big farce, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just a comedy uh, animated show. It's very goofy. The All of their shows are very, what, crass might be a good word for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, crude humor. A lot of penis jokes, you know? Yeah. There are many, much uh, penis jokes, yes. Uh, 
but it's funny, and it's one of those shows that you can kind of just put on the background. You don't really have to pay that much attention to it. I don't know. I'd give it a six. What are you thinking? I gave it a five point five. Okay, we're pretty close. So very, very close. Uh, Resident Evil. Uh, this came out this week. Mm-hmm. This was the most binge. Where the binge I have seen in quite a binge uh, time. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, the quality is okay. I think. I think the worst thing of this is the acting. Actually, I like. I. I don't. I. I will say that I don't especially like the main character. It's uh, like you're reading that's... my mind right now. It's like you're. Saying all the things in my brain right now. That's exactly what I <laughs> was thinking. It's the acting and specifically the main character, yeah. which is like, you know, a huge issue. That's kind of a yeah. problem, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it was a really good show, other than the main actor. I think I liked everything around her. I didn't especially like her. Uh, the, the writing is okay. Um, but, you yeah, know... I, I will give it the seven uh, just just because it was so fucking binge worthy. I I saw everything in one night. Oh, did you? I've I have only seen like oh. ha- half of it or something. Uh, I it it's got that action movie uh, TV show style where like it's just mm. you know action scene after action scene after action scene and then occasionally they'll like be hiding because it's basically they're you know running from zombies the entire time so in that way it's a similar kind of similar to like a walking dead type show also in a way so yeah it has i mean walking dead is definitely binge worthy-esque and so is this um yeah i like the action parts the special effects are actually pretty decent for a show like this oh yeah um definitely and like you said the acting's the real downfall i even like the cinematography so i'll give it a Jeez, this is a hard one for me. I guess I'm going to go a 6.5. Yeah. So you're yeah. right underneath me. I think Lance Reddick is such an underrated actor. And he plays amazingly in this. The black kid, bald guy. Yeah, and I like the story of, like, that the company is trying to kill off just the regular people and stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. that's super interesting uh, to me, so. I agree. Yeah, uh, I think that was it. I think that's the that was the last thing I saw was Resident Evil. So, uh, was that the last thing I saw? Yes, it was. It was okay. Uh, the Bear episode four, then yeah. Hmm. Uh, the Bear episode four. Uh, this episode's called. Uh, I don't have it. There it is. Dogs. Oh, dogs. Right. Carney and Richie cater a kid's birthday party <laughs> tina and sydney have to work together and marcus marcus makes donuts that was a storyline yeah. that happened where just marcus made donuts literally nothing else came out of it other than marcus making donuts and everybody got to eat donuts at the end of the episode <laughs> really that that was a weird storyline now that they think back at it oh i did forget one thing look can i talk about it very quickly after we talk about this first uh, we can yeah, let's. Yeah, sure. Let's finish this and then. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Uh, yeah, and then we had the the kids' birthday party. I think that was probably one of the funnier storylines of the show so far. Don't you? 
Right. It was fucking hilarious. I really, really liked this uh, episode. I really did. Uh, I think it it just provides me uh, good acting with good writing, with humor, and I also feel very like deeply connected to the people that is in the show already after three episodes. Yeah, one thing the YouTuber Maddie Matheson comes back in this episode after being gone for mm. two episodes, completely just disappeared, and then they brought him back just out of nowhere. Uh, that was a kind of weird, I guess. But uh, yeah, one storyline we kind of didn't mention last week is the the whole his brother's friend who is what not a bookie. What is it called when a loan shark? They own, right. His brother owned money to this loan shark, and so now they own money to this loan shark. And that's why they ended up mm. doing the kid's birthday party, right? Was to pay off some of the debt to this, this loan shark. Uh, mm. And then they ended up... I, I, how did they even do that? They ended up drugging all the kids with what... Uh, <laughs> what was it? I don't remember what the drug was. It was but sleeping pills, wasn't it? It was some kind of over the... Or under the yeah, yeah, prescription, I mean, some kind of prescription pills. Uh, Xanax? Right. I think it might have been Xanax. Yeah. Everybody was asleep. Uh, I was like, I was joking. Uh, 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 is it a cult? And all right. of a sudden, like, everybody was laying on, on the floor. Right, yeah. And, but then it ended up that the guy was, he's like, oh, this is probably the best kids' parties I've ever been to. It's... it's... <laughs> yeah, I mean... Smuggling... Yeah. Smuggling it in. Yeah. Well, he's a loan shark. He, I don't think he has a whole lot of like morals to begin with, probably. So <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah. Uh, look, I forgot that I watched uh, two shows actually: uh, Victoria's Secret, Angels and Demons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told you about this. This is a Hulu documentary. It's uh, about uh, the connection between uh, Victoria's Secret and uh, Epstein, actually. Yeah. Uh, I had that on my list. I I just didn't get around to watching. I had a busy, busy week, so I've got, I've got yeah. a few things on my list that I'll probably end up watching for next week. So I recommend it. Uh, I will give it an eight. Uh, but the most fun episode of anything I had this week, and I don't know why I didn't have it on my list, is the rehearsal uh, with Nathan Fielder uh, from Nathan for You. Mm -hmm. If you liked Nathan for You, this is Nathan for You, but even better. I don't remember if uh, I liked it. I remember the show coming out, but I don't right. remember if I liked it or even what it was really about. Very dry humor, very thing. But this is amazing. So, uh, this first episode is about a guy that uh, uh, is on a quiz team with some friends of his. And they think he has a higher degree than he actually has. Okay. Because he lied about it. And the rehearsal is all about him rehearsing with dolls or other people or things like that. Scenarios of how to tell them and what will happen when he tell them. So he can be prepared okay. of telling them that he doesn't really have this degree. Right. It is so amazing. I will give it a 10 out of 10 extra. This is my favorite show of the year so far probably i really really loved it all right yeah sounds good yeah uh, do you know where it's on or anything hulu hulu right 
I'll have to check it out. Uh, the Bear. No, HBO. Sorry. H- HBO. Sorry. HBO. I, I probably won't see it then. Uh, the Bear is roaring <laughs> back at FX. Uh, they're getting uh, eight new episodes. Already uh, has been has been bought up by FX and Hulu. Uh, yeah, I'm so happy about this. Yeah, this is pretty quick too, because it didn't come out more. I guess what four four weeks ago, right? So that's a right. really quick turn, which means m- people must like it or people must be watching it. That's all that yeah. tells me. Uh, that's a good sign, I think. Yeah, like I said last week, I had started seeing things on Twitter of people talking about the main character uh, a lot, and I was like, oh, people must be watching the show. Uh, yeah, I think people really like the show. It's, but it's not being really, like, hyped up or talked about all that much in, like, the media, it seems like. But people, mm. the, just regular people, seem to really like it. Uh, Magnus Carlsen uh, is going to give up on his world championship title. Uh, this is big news in Norway, of mm-hmm. course. Because yeah. uh, uh, he doesn't want to compete in 2023 next year. Uh, he's fed up with how how it's uh, set up and he just doesn't want to do it. He doesn't have any drive to do it anymore. It's probably also like mentally stra- like stra- strenuous. Oh yeah. Uh not only just competing but then just training and everything else. Um he had already this was like a there was like rumors, or he had talked about it at some point. I remember us talking. About yeah, he 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 said it right after he won the last championship. Right, this was his last. Right, uh, and now he he's really making the decision. Is that yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Well, I'm. Uh, he had a great run, obviously, and it gives other people a chance now to like yep. uh, have their own chance to be at the top. So. I think that's good. I'm happy for him. Yep. I'm, I, I am I, happy for him as well. I bet he's fine. I don't think he's going to like run out of money or anything. So. And he doesn't have to go to prison. Uh, you mean like Ricky Martin, possibly? Mm-hmm. Because he bangs. He bangs. Uh, baby. Yeah, I think that might be in bad taste, considering that, that this is about oh. a domestic abuse case. <laughs> Bro, uh, but shortly after denying the allegations made against him, so he's denying that this is true. By the way, after a complaint mm-hmm. was made under Law Fifty Four, known as the Domestic Abuse Prevention and Intervention Act, uh, Ricky Martin's brother Eric Martin revealed the victim is uh, the artist's nephew, according to Maraca or Mark Marca. Um, yeah, she. He, under Puerto Rican law, allegations of incest are taken very seriously. If proven guilty, the artist could be sentenced to 50 years in pr- prison. That's... Yeah. yeah. It's because their laws are so strict about that kind of stuff. That's why it's such a high sentence. I, I When I first saw it, I was like, 50 years? That's wild. But then I realized, oh, well, that... It's because of where it is, I guess. Yeah. I, I, I wish I very other place at 50 years for being a pedophile. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. I think Jennifer Lopez is like, whew, ha, escaped him. 
uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are getting oh got married in Las Vegas. Okay, uh, finally, according to a marriage license on record at the Clark County in Clark County, Nevada, the couple's officially mm-hmm. ma- official marriage was filed Saturday uh, with both of their legal names. Lopez confirmed her and Affleck's nuptials through a new edition of her newsletter on the J Lo. What a clever pun that is. <laughs> on the J Lo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so. Maybe sh- they're married. Yeah, I wish them many, many happy years. And uh, in 10 years, when they are getting divorced and Ben Affleck writes a book about how terrible Jennifer Lopez is, you can read all about it on audibletrial.com slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com slash ADC. (laughs) You get a 30 day free trial. And uh, if you cancel, you get to keep the book that uh, Ben Affleck is going to read. Right, uh, with a ghostwriter, of course, because holy, he didn't. Have, he, he didn't have time for that. Right, um, he's got to get more tattoos, and it's going to be called uh, uh, "Down on the J Lo." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, cancel it. Keep the book. AudibleTrial.com/slash/adz. Judge rejects Amber Heard's request to set aside Depp win. Uh, Virginia Judge Wednesday, that's last Wednesday, rejected efforts by actress Amber Heard to set aside a $10 million judgment against her ex-husband Johnny Depp after Depp won a defamation suit against Heard last month. Um, so yeah, we had talked about her trying to do this, but it seems like uh, it's not going to happen. I guess there's probably other ways for her to appeal it, but we'll see. Uh, yeah, I think that's good. I wasn't okay, expecting much just, out of out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm happy about it. Uh, the Roman Polanski transcript. Holy hee! Tell me about this. Uh, yeah. Retired prosecutor recalled a two thousand in two thousand ten that he was concerned of the handling of the rape capes against Roman Polanski in nineteen seventy seven. That he drafted a document seeking to remove the judge. Um, I was surprised upon reflection what had happened, and I was surprised that he left, Gunson testified, saying he believed the judge had reneged on a promise to limit Polanski's sentencing to a brief stay in prison for a psychiatric examination. There comes into question as to whether he, Mr. Polanski, can rely upon the representation of Judge Rittenban. Okay, so... They're putting into question whether the judge was being fair, I guess, right? Yep, in 77, yeah. Why now, after all this time? It just seems weird to be talking about it. Because it's a very hot Me Too thing. Oh, okay. And uh, Roman Polanski is a freak that married... Well, yeah, I know he's a freak. Uh, that, yeah. yeah. Did he marry his own daughter? No, that's... That's that, Woody Allen. Uh, Woody Allen. Right, okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt. No, no, Mario. Mario, Mario, Mario. Yeah. Says yes, the, Mario, his Mario. voice in the Mario Brothers movie is unlike anything you've heard in the Mario world. 
I'm so surprised that there's no nothing news. Really? Uh, I mean, we've only ever heard one voice of Mario, so yeah, I'm guessing... Well, I mean... I, I guess we've heard the the animated voice, Bob, and then there's... The, yeah, and Bob Hos Hoskins. Is that who it was? Okay, yeah. Yes, Bob Hoskins as Super Mario. Oh, no, I was thinking of the cartoon show where they had the t Mario and Luigi... Wasn't Mario Captain Lou Albano in that? Oh, maybe. Yeah. I was thinking of the... Of you were thinking Mario of the movie, Brothers. right, and I was thinking of the yes. animated TV show. Captain Lou Mario. But, yeah, no, I, I, that Chris Pratt is saying that he's, like, going to have a different voice than... Oh, I'm Mario, I'm Italiano. I'm so surprised that he will not talk like this. Uh, yeah, I guess so. I just wonder wh what that really means. Like, how much different... Is it just going to be Chris Pratt being like, Hey! Yes. Hey, guys, I'm, yes. I'm Mario. I'm Mario. How's it going? Hi! Is how that... is it going? I'm a plumber? Is that a... Is that a dinosaur <laughs> over there? Should I kill it? Because I'm also in Jurassic Park. Oh, no, it's a good dinosaur that I'm supposed to ride? And it poops out eggs? Okay. Just remember, if you see a dinosaur in real life, this is what I, I I learned after watching Dominion. You just have to stand very still and uh, hold up a hand. That st stops every fucking dinosaur in that movie. Do we know who plays Luigi in the new movie? Uh, yes, and it wasn't as bad as, as uh, him. Um, gosh... Because I was just thinking, wouldn't it be hilarious if he just had Chris Pratt's voice, but then Luigi sounds just like Luigi <laughs> from the game? So it's just, mm -hmm. hey, how's it going, Mario? And, uh, hi, I'm I'm Mario. How's it going? That's how they talk together? That would be ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember who it was. Charlie Day. Charlie Day, that was it. Was. I mean, Charlie Day is funny, but I guess he's not probably going to put on a... Italian accent either. Fake Italian I, accent. Right, I just no. don't think that's... You can't do that in 2022, so... I I did it. Am I going to be cancelled now? Uh, well, I just don't think you can do it for a whole movie. I think you can do it as, like, a, jo oh. a joke. Yeah, but I don't think you can do it as a whole movie and try <laughs> to be taken seriously. Yeah. But yeah, no, this is going to suck donkey balls, isn't it? It's a very good possibility. I mean, it's an animated movie. It's not going to be live action or anything, so uh, it could be better That's than we it. think. I think it would be even worse if it was live action, just by the history of live action video game movies, I guess. Well, nothing can beat Super Mario Brothers. Do you remember who uh, who played uh, the villain in that? Yeah, um... Dennis Hopper. Yeah, I was going to say, the guy from Speed, but yeah, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> Dennis Hopper was a great actor. Uh, at, like, he was huge at the time. Uh, he was at a that, great actor. Yeah. And he was terrible in that movie. Well, everybody was terrible in that movie. <laughs> I don't think it was his uh, his fault. I think it was there were other <laughs> factors. <laughs> I, I don't remember who played Peach. Was there... I I don't remember either. I don't even remember yeah. if there was a Pe uh, Princess Peach or Princess in I that. Think, I think that it, I have a, have a weak uh, remembrance that it was 
a redhead. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that movie in so many years. Uh, Me neither. I could look it up. Or why don't you look it up uh, and I'll I'll talk about Thor: Love and Thunder. Okay, you, you do that. Okay. Whoa! Smash you into the microphone. Oops. Uh, Thor: Love and Thunder has already been banned in China due to a few a few seconds making the government not allow the film to be shown in their country. Uh, most of Phase Four has shockingly been censored or banned in theaters, leaving fans to wonder if this will be a new trend. Fans knew this could happen after learning that Valkyrie's sexuality would be explored in the new film. Uh, now the movie is out in theaters and fans have gotten to see it, and the movie only has a few seconds, maybe four or five lines, mentioning anything related to the LGBTQ plus community. So, uh, this seems like another disney situation where it's like a small little tiny kiss in a in a cartoon movie and then the, mm. everybody freaks out over nothing uh, but china i mean they've censored things in movies for years right yeah so i'm not really surprised by this to be honest is it uh, do you remember who killed was king browser uh, bowser that is Lance Henriksen. Oh. <laughs> Bowser was somebody different in the movie. See, I don't remember the plot of that movie well enough at all. I, I, King Koopa was Dennis Hopper. Was de- oh, I... Well, that... Yeah. So he wasn't the main... Well, shouldn't Bowser be the main bad guy? I guess King Koopa was the main bad guy in that? Hmm, interesting. Mm. Uh, but uh, Samantha Matis, that played Daisy... Uh, was uh, who I thought was P- uh, uh, Princess Peach. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess <sighs> Daisy was a bigger character at that time in America, uh, as far as yeah. Mario games go. <sighs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not excited for that movie all that much, or Thor. I think I guess I'm more excited for Mario than I am for Thor. Four. Yeah, I think I'm more excited for Thor than I am for Mario. Okay. I mean, at least Mario has, like, uh, a chance to be goofy, bad, funny, and, I don't know, Thor 4 just seems like another superhero movie to me. Speaking of movies, we both watched Uma this week. We sure did. Yeah, I could have sworn you had already seen it, but when it came out on Netflix this week... In America, at least, uh, I was like, "Oh, I was gonna watch that," and then I found out you hadn't. hadn't it, just, it just seems like a movie that you would have seen just by the nature of like, it's this kind of horror movie that I know you like a lot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do like horror movies like this. Yeah, uh, this is about a. I, I wish I could watch more of this movie. Literally. Oh yeah, right. Well, we'll get to that in a second. This is, <laughs> this is about a woman who's. Uh, mother dies and her uncle comes to tell her because she's been estranged from her mother for years and brings her like a bunch of her mother's things and her mother's ashes Uh, and it's a horror movie in the sense that it seems like her mother starts to take over her life even though her mother's dead right it's kind of a mental thriller horror yeah 
Yeah, I I liked it, uh, the parts that I saw of it, because holy fuck, this movie is dark sometimes. And I, when I say it's dark, I mean literally dark. Like you cannot see what's on the screen. Like you're going, right. is that a person? It looks like the silhouette of a person, but I can't really tell. Like, I don't know what what they were thinking with the lighting of this. Like, there were certain parts of it where you just didn't even know what was happening, and you had to just kind of yeah. be like... Uh, okay, I'm just waiting for some kind of light to happen so I can see where I am or who's in the scene or anything. Yeah. Um, that was the biggest downside to this to me. I don't know. You see anything else that was really bad about this? Uh, not really. I think Sandra surprised me. I mean, she has one expression and she wears it through the movie. Uh, That's true. But it fits good, good, very good in this movie. So I'm... I wasn't too bad about it. The special effects are fun. Uh, not terribly bad. I like that very end scene. Uh, not to spoil anything, but the very end scene, uh, kind of upside-down mm-hmm. scene, that was very well done, yeah. Uh, and there are some shots that are interesting. Like I said, I I, I, thought, I thought this was a much better movie than I thought when I was going into it. I can see how some people would think it's pretty slow. Uh, yeah, and but that, I like slow movies. Yeah, totally. It actually has a terrible score on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a thirty-one percent, but I I thought it was pretty good. Uh, I'd give it a yeah six. I would give it a six point five. Yeah, I think it definitely would have been better if you could see what was going on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I saw the black phone. Oh yeah, I want to uh, see this. Yes, you definitely do, because it's really, really good. Uh, Ethan Hawke plays the Grabber. Uh, it's about this guy called Finnish, uh, that is a very shy, and very, but very clever 13-year-old boy that gets uh, abducted by the serial killer, and is trapped in this soundproof basement, uh... Uh, but there's a disconnected fo- uh, phone on the wall that begins to ring, and when uh, he answered, he discovers that it's uh, the voices of the killer's previous victim, and then they are set on uh, getting him out. There is a buy story on this that is not told in this. I, I want to talk a little about it. It's not really super spoiler, but but... I think uh, the buy story with the sister uh, and her uh, effect on the movie uh, is as interesting as the phone. Uh, and yeah, I will give it an 8.5. I really, really liked it. Alright, I saw Dash Cam, which I know you've seen. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's about a what cut like a right wing live streamer, internet live streamer, who live streams herself singing random songs, kind of Twitch style in her car, right? Um, she picks up a lady. Uh, what kind? Of, she goes to meet a friend and then steals his car. That kind of was a little mm-hmm. bit confusing, but then she. Steals his Uber or Uber Eats kind of like app, and she goes to this place to pick up food to steal the food, basically 
kind of ru ruining his job for him. Uh, but she ends up picking up an old lady, and then shit hits the fan after that. Uh, it's a found footage kind of movie, because it's all done through like her webcam or her cell phone, I guess. Um, or a dash cam. <laughs> Would I, yeah, I guess so. But, I mean, obviously, the parts where they're, like, running through the woods, that's done with a cell phone, right? So I assume, in in the lore of it, I assume they both are taking footage from the dash cam and her cell phone. And I guess his cell phone, too, right? Because they have, mm -hmm. to, have to have gotten that footage. Because why would he be running around with her cell phone? So, yeah, it's just a found footage movie. But you, you I wasn't really thinking about that when I was watching it. It's... Uh, in the beginning, you're like, why is this super political? And I guess I understand what they were going for <laughs> with the her being like a Trump supporter, anti-vax kind of person. Um, mm -hmm. Because they, it gives it gives her the air of being like, I don't give a shit about these people. I'm going to do whatever I want kind of thing. Um, She's a very anti-hero uh, hero. I guess so, yeah. Uh, it, I thought it was weird that the name of the character is Annie Hardy, and it's played by a woman named Annie Hardy. So that was weird. Mm. Uh, and she actually is like a a singer, as I'm to understand. Yep. Did you know that? I did not know that, but yep. okay. Yep. Um, but she's a decent actress in this. I mean, it's pretty cheaply made. It's not like they'd spent a ton of money to create this film, but for what, what it was, it was fun. I'd probably give it a 7.5. Cool. Yeah, I really, really like this movie. I think it's very unpolitically correct, to say it mildly. Sure, I think the one and... bad part about that is that in ten years, if somebody was to come back and watch this movie, they're going to be like, what the fuck is she talking about? Like, masks and tr Trump, my red Trump hat and things like that. People, I don't know if the, those right. things are going to stand up to the test of time, I guess is my point. I haven't seen any other movies. All right, well, let's check out the trailer for Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. PG. Okay. It's approved mm -hmm. for all audiences, and it's appropriate. Why? I will decide whether it's appropriate or not. I lived in a bad part of town full of bad dogs. Well, that animation doesn't look great. No. Nobody always picked on me. It looks pretty awful, actually. It just looks, yeah, cheap. It would change everything. And the audio is awful as well. You need a mentor. Perhaps a once great samurai who has fallen hard times. Maybe could use some help himself. I don't. Are you hearing an echo? Maybe it's on your your end. Don't believe everything you read. Not from Samuel L. Jackson, but the other one. Oh really? It's like an empty, empty. Emptiness and uh, echo, yeah. Okay, I'll have to li I'll listen closer. When the dog talks, yeah. Yeah, there was at least in the beginning. Alright, okay. Go get him! Doesn't look good. Uh, isn't this just the place from uh, Kill Bill 3? Yeah. But well, I'm saying this is Kill Bill 3. Oh, yeah. 
He's even got like the uh, yellow and black outfit on, kind of. Yeah. I mean, that's also a Bruce Lee thing, but. A lot of good actors. Yeah, a lot of good voice voices for sure. But it doesn't look any good. Yeah, and this is the trailer, and it doesn't look good. So, what does that say? Oh, far too much. Farts are funny. I'll I'll tell you, but that that fart joke was not funny because all it was was fart funny. <laughs> Yay. Okay. So what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? A Donald hound finds himself in a town full of cats who need a hero to defend them from a ruthless evil villain's plot to wipe their village off the map. With help from a reluctant trainer, the underdog must assume the role of fearsome samurai and team up with his feline, with the felines to save the day. The only problem is they all hate dogs. Yep. Yeah. Did you hear that sigh? This is at 58% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 74% of Google users liked it. So it's got Ricky Gervais, uh, Mel Brooks, Michael Sarah, uh, Samuel Jackson, uh, Michelle Yeoh, oh, sorry. Gabriel Iglesias. Can you just say the last thing one more time? It was so bad. Say what? I don't know what I said. What was the, what was the last thing? Uh, doesn't matter. It just sounds awful. Because he's an underdog. See? He's an underdog and he's also a dog. See? Yeah, that's the, funny. That's the pun. Even though there was literally already a cartoon character named Underdog, but okay. It's so funny. Well, uh, <laughs> I went to Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 80 says cute, not as funny as the trailer seems. And I was like, huh? Okay. Uh, Kaufman gave it full stars. Good moral lessons of thought, self-esteem, encouragement too. Darn right funny. We laughed so hard. All right, I went to the IMDb. Three out of ten from uh, PNO one two one five two dash one seven nine five six. Okay. Jesus Christ! Is that a phone number? I don't know. Uh, three out of ten. Awful. This movie is so bad. How bad? People are making fun of it with a fake high scoring with fake high scoring reviews saying better than Morbius and finally competes with the Godfather oh. and my grandma came back to life. At the time of writing this, the average score is five point nine, and that includes a lot of these fake high score reviews. Okay. Oh, that's funny. Uh two out of ten, uh or no, let's do an eight out of ten from Peter's seven one nine four two one five. Uh just enough heartwarming hilarious and clever the legend of Hank Hank isn't the best movie out there but still uh just enough to get the kids and adults all the way through uh a watch I don't is that a positive you can watch the whole thing <laughs> 
<laughs> we have so many movies coming out. Uh, uh, for example, She Will, an aging film star, retreats to the Scottish countryside with her nurse to recover from surgery, while their mysterious forces of revenge emerge from the land where she uh, wish where witches were burned. Okay. Uh, Malcolm McDonald is the only one that I recognize here. Uh, it has 5.4 on IMDb, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5 out of 5 on Movie Insider, and 71% of Google users like this movie. Uh, Marks can wait. Uh, a doc- Somebody in the background there. It can A documentary filmmaker Mario Beloscio... Uh, through his family, tells the story of his twin brother, Camillo, who he lost uh, to suicide in 1968. 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 7.7 out of 10 on IMDb. It's a documentary, so it's got him and his brother in it. uh, And his family. Mm. Yeah. Miss Harris goes to Paris. That's uh, rhymes. Yeah. Uh, In 1950s London, a widow cleaning lady falls madly in love with a Couture Dior dress, uh, deciding she must have one of her own. After working to raise the funds uh, to pursue her dream, she embarks on an adventure in Paris that will change not only her own outlook, but the very future of the House of Dior. Well, that doesn't sound very exciting. No, Jason Isaacs is in it. Uh, I like him. And Rose Williams is in it. Um, uh, 7.6 out of 10 on MDB, 94% on Rotten Tomatoes, Ooh, 93% of Fandango, and 89% of Google users like this movie, so a lot of people like it, so. Alright, Gone in the Night, uh, upon arriving at a remote cabin for a getaway, a woman and her boyfriend discover another couple is already staying there. They decide to share the rental for the night, but the boyfriend's disappearance sparks a race for answers. 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 44% on Rotten Tomatoes, 54% on Metacritic, 79% of Google users liked it. Um, It's got Winona Ryder and Owen Teague, John Gallagher. Okay. Anonymous Club. Exploring the intimate life of Nestorius Shai and acclaimed musician Courtney Burnett. Uh, this is a documentary, 7.4 out of 10 on IMDb, and 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, wrong place. A methamphetamine cook hunts down a former police officer. Uh, police chief of a small town in order to silence him before he can deliver eyewitness testimony against his family but ultimately finds himself up against uh, more than he bargained for this has Bruce Willis in it actually it's got 58% of Google users liked it I'm seeing a 3.2 out of 10 on IMDb okay Uh, I'm not seeing a Rotten Tomatoes so Gabby Gifford won't back down the life and career of former congresswoman Gabby Gifford, who was left paralyzed uh, with a languish impeachment following a 2021 assassination attempt. This is a documentary, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
3% of Google users like this movie. Where the crawdads sing, abandoned as a girl, Kaya raised herself for in the dangerous marshlands of North Carolina. For years, rumors of a marsh girl haunted Barkley Cove, isolating the sharp and resilient Kaya from her community. Drawn to the two young men, drawn to two young men from town, she opens herself to a new and startling world. However, when one of them is found dead, Kaya immediately becomes the main suspect. Mm, directed by Olivia Newman, starring Daisy Edgar jo Joan and T Taylor John Smith. Okay. It's got 7.1 mm -hmm. out of 10 on IMDb, 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% of Google users liked it. I'm pretty sure this is based off a book because I definitely have heard the name of this before somewhere. Oh, yeah, it is based off a hmm. book. Okay. Uh, from where they stood, a story about a handful of prisoners who risked their life to photographer the horrors of the con uh, concentration camps during World War Two. This is a documentary. So a feel-good uh, movie. Of, yes, a very good feel-good movie. 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 83% on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay, uh... Ooh. That was, that was a lot. Of, a lot. That was a lot. Uh, what do we want to see the most? Uh, I don't know. That where the crawdads sing actually sounds really interesting to me. Yep. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking the same. Uh, Olivia Newman is a very good director as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it just sounds like kind of a murder mystery thing, and I I like those. Mm -hmm. uh, and the angle it's coming from where she lives in the woods. That's super interesting. Yeah. All right. Ne coming next week, news of the week, TV movies of the week, The Bear, episode five, another digital review of Nope. 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 I've seen some reviews. Have you? I've seen the trailer. The trailer makes it look really, really good. So, and I, I'm I'm super looking forward to it. Uh, I mean, it's was it was my number one most anticipated movie of this year. So, I don't remember if it was can, on my list at all. I don't remember. Yeah. It was on your list. Okay. It pro I must have was been your number five. Okay. Jeremy, round. Uh, do we want to start with these things or? Yeah. Uh, cannabis. Uh, stock spike after report that Senate Democrats are planning to introduce a bill for federal decriminalization. So that's kind of exciting. We talked about you mm -hmm. guys talking about something in Norway as well. Uh, mm -hmm. And we were talking about it and I was like, yeah, but it's not legal federally. Well, it's looking like uh, the Democrats are at least introducing a bill. We'll see what happens with it. You know, that fucking Joe Manchin guy and his his terrible takes on everything. What? Joe? You don't like Joe Manchin? I'm so surprised. My that. guess is Joe Manchin is not pro-cannabis, but I could be wrong, I guess. <laughs> I, I think the man is built of cannabis. I bet he, he's fucking... I bet he high. gets money from big tobacco, more than likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And big tobacco doesn't want us to smoke cannabis? Well, no, they'd rather you smoke cigarettes if you're going to smoke something. They don't want you smoking uh, weed. Yeah. To be to be honest, I would rather have a joint than a cigarette. I mean, you know that's why they made all those new rules in America for, like, vapes? Like, 
jewels you can't get jewels anymore or whatever is because it, you know it was all like funded by cigarette companies because they want you to buy cigarettes they don't want you buying mm. they don't want you buying a, a one jewel and then being able to refill it over and over again they want you to have to spend 10 bucks on a pack of cigarettes every day <laughs> yeah is it 10 bucks in in america it depends on what kind of cigarettes you buy but i i would imagine at this point considering tax and everything yeah i would imagine it's 10 bucks some places i mean i don't i've never smoked cigarettes so i don't have any concept but when i was a kid it was like six bucks so i imagine it's at least 10 bucks with inflation now i smoked from i was 16 until i was 34 yeah how much is a pack of cigarettes 34 in the u.s so I've been smoke free for for at least nine years, I think. The average price in the US is eight dollars, so that's pretty close. Okay. Uh it can range from six dollars so in Missouri to about twelve dollars mm-hmm. in New York. The median price right. is around eight dollars, so yeah. And in Norway it's like twelve. Everywhere. Uh, yeah, I'm not surprised by that. We have a lot of taxes, though. It just, yeah, it, it taxes change depending on what state you're in here. Uh, right. Not I only, like, sales more. tax changes, but also probably cigarette right. taxes change. And then consumer taxes, everything else, yeah. Um, let's see, McDonald's uh, and Dairy Queen have a back and forth about ice cream. Uh, did you see this? I, I saw it when you posted it, yeah. Uh, Dairy Queen, or I guess a McDonald's said, Hey, DQ, do you want to have a war, a sign war? Dairy Queen says, We would, but we're busy making ice cream. McDonald's said, That's cute, our ice cream makes itself. Dairy Queen responded, You mean it actually works? Shocker. Yeah, that was my favorite part. <laughs> and then I guess a bank down the street got into it. Uh, and it there at it says ice cream machine broken. We have a loan for that. Going back at McDonald's mm-hmm. uh, about their broken ice cream machines, yeah, which we've talked a lot about in the past. Their broken ice cream machines and how it's, it's ridiculous a it funny, is. It's a w- fun way to to bicker. Right, you know they were all working together. This wasn't any. They, yeah. You know they all talked to each other and was like, hey, you know what we should do? Yeah, but it, I think it's a interesting way to like have fun market a fun marketing thing without being like annoying like some of some of these companies can be on twitter sometimes mm-hmm. yeah no i i agree uh anything interesting on uh the youtube let's see did i write anything down um oh the danny gonzalez video about marmaduke was very good that was very good good yeah uh, somehow he made more sense of the storyline than I could like when I was done I was like is that what the storyline was I didn't know when I was watching it that that's what happened but okay sure he like somehow made it actually make sense after he described what happened it made it was made more sense when he described it than in actuality is my guess don't you think yeah yeah uh, I, 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 I just thought it was very very funny uh, cold ones trying uh, alcohol from different na- nations and guessing where they are. 
Yeah, didn't it feel very like a uh, good mythical morning, but just with the it cold? It did. Yeah, it felt like more like uh, that than any of their other videos have ever felt. I was like, wow, this is right out of that form. I guess what probably it was is because there was the guy asking questions, and that kind of relates back to like if Stevie was asking them questions on Good Mythical right. Morning. So that's where I think the feeling came from. Probably, it was good. It was a good video though. I thought it was funny. Very, very funny. Yeah, very, very funny. Did you see what happened with Joe Rogan saying that they should shoot homeless people? No, did he? <laughs> I think he was making a joke. Uh, oh, God. He was making a joke, but he said something to That's the effect mad. of, like, he was upset that there were people living in under underpasses. Not like he was upset that... Um, the government had failed them and that people didn't have homes and that they were living under he was upset that like they people were out there with like a dresser with their clothes in it and stuff like that and mm. and then he just says something like um what was uh, let me find the exact quote uh oh a homeless person's property is protected if you get arrested hilarious uh but they wouldn't arrest you if you shot somebody. Maybe you should just go shoot homeless people. So I guess they were talking about like um something about LA and they don't they're not prosecuting violent crime or something like that. And so he was saying like, "Oh, in LA they don't prosecute violent crime, so maybe you should just go around shooting homeless." I guess it was a joke, but if you're Joe Rogan, you probably shouldn't be so making funny. jokes like that. Yeah, especially not when they're not funny. Right. I don't know what he's got. He moved away from LA and he's become both unfunny and right wing uh, just by moving to Texas. It's weird how that happens. <laughs> Maybe it's something in the air in Texas. And this was a in a interview with Tom Segura, who actually is funny. So I don't know. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> mm hmm. Yeah. Calling out people. Uh, yeah, well, that was pretty bad. Anything else on YouTube or internet internet culture? No, not really. Uh, yeah, not that I can uh, think of. I'm looking forward to, to see the Hollow Man this weekend. Would you? Finally. Uh, the Gray Man. The Gray Man? Yeah. Why, yeah. why did I think the Hollow Man? I think that was a movie with, like, uh, Michael J. Fox, wasn't it? Was it? I think so. Oh, there okay. was, uh, what's his name? Uh, William Osmond came out with a video. That, did you see that? No. He, like, never comes out with, like, he, once every six months you get a William Osmond video at this point. Um, mm -hmm. he made a video called, How Many Parts Can You Take Off of a Car?, uh, basically, uh, trying to see how many parts you could take off a car and still legally drive it around. So they're like driving mm -hmm. this car with no roof and no doors and no anything except it's got turn signals and like mirrors, anything that you have to have to drive a car. It was a pretty good video. I'd, I'd recommend checking that out. Oh, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm ready to turn the fan on and, uh, go to bed soon. I'm tired. It's been a very hot uh, week, and I haven't slept that much this week. Yeah, it's definitely summer, for sure. 
so from Norway, uh, I love you. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.